The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kurt. Welcome back to Farlands or Bust. This is episode 707. And what a mighty airplane that is. <laughs> Isn't that an airplane model? The seven, Boeing 707? Anyway, welcome back to Far Lines or Bust. Like I said, this is episode 707 for your Saturday, September 22nd, 2018. Grabbing Wolfie. He's going east. That's the wrong way. We're going west here in Minecraft Beta 173 towards those far lands. Cleaning out our inventory of unneeded miscellany. Whoop. And making that progress. Oh, that's right. I remember we ended the last episode around these neat floating situations over here. But we are going to continue on and, and see more magical and, and unexpected things as we carry on towards these far lands. Like I said, Minecraft Beta 173. It's the last version of the game that included the Far Lands. So that's why we're, we're hanging out here, and it's a nice little nostalgia trip for those of you who are maybe playing the current game versions to see how, how the game used to run. Look at that. We're still two pixels off. Somebody, somebody commented? I don't read the comments on YouTube. Somebody commented that they thought the jitter increased in the last episode. It did not. It did not. We're still two texture pixels off. It might be soon, though, that we we doubled this to the next amount, and we'll have to... Well, I think that'll be easy to notice. I don't think that that will be uh, too difficult to miss, and then we'll do some more experiments and lay down some uh, building or uh, monument at that border. But, uh, yeah, we are continuing on and continuing to raise money for direct relief at farlandsorbus.com. Please check that website out. It always on the home page lists the most current episode of Farlands or Bust. Well, it has FAQs and, and abouts and links elsewhere where you can find me on the internet as well as, most importantly, a, uh, a tracker and a link to donate to Direct Relief. We're up to $17,990.89. For direct relief, they're also very—I've been—I follow them on Twitter and stuff—and they're very active in providing assistance to the recent hurricanes, uh, Hurricane Florence, obviously, on the East Coast here. Uh, but also, there's a typhoon that was pretty intense in the Pacific, um, and all that stuff. So they're—they're they're a very active, very, very good charity to support, and I do appreciate. All of the support, and of course, the questions that come along with the support give me things to talk about during these episodes. Since Wolfie's not much of a talker, I need uh, I need some assistance coming up with topics. Speaking of which, we're recording this one live on Twitch, and I was trying to think of topics to talk about kind of before I delve into the questions, and people reminded me that SpaceX recently held a press conference. I didn't watch it, and I honestly don't know too much about it, because I haven't looked into it. Um, 
but it's another one of these this is this is going to happen in five years sort of situations so I never hold too much water with that but it's interesting because it was about and releasing the name of the space tourist that they actually kind of teased earlier in the year or about a year ago saying that like somebody already has paid them to like fly around the moon not to land on the moon but to fly around the moon and then come back to earth uh which no human has done since the end of the apollo era regardless of landing or not um and uh, i don't have the name in front of me here that's how much i know about this but it's a a, a japanese billionaire uh who earned his fortune as a clothing designer and is now an art fine art collector and they're going to fly on the bfr the big falcon rockets which hasn't been built yet or flown yet and is being built like parts are being built and it's like in progress but that's the part that has me kind of <laughs> you know kind of okay that's fantastic uh yeah yeah i'm sorry i'm getting a i'm, I'm getting a transmission here from my uh my my audience yusaku mazawa mazawa sure let's say that is the name and not only has he bought himself a seat but apparently he bought the entire flight which can hold up to like 10 or 12 people and he's going to invite artists to come along on the journey as you say as you say i have you said this as they say uh one of the was it an apollo astronaut or just like a space shuttle astronaut or something like that uh you know when they're up in space and awed at the wonder at the expanse and they said they should have should have sent a poet instead of you know up until now it's mostly ex-military you know got engineers scientists pilots things like that so to like just send artists i'm I'm assuming is is what uh this billionaire is thought is to kind of bring a different perspective to space crude space exploration um, so that would be interesting. I fancy myself an artist as a completely unrelated aside. I know my way around Adobe Photoshop and uh, I can I can pull out my college uh, uh, portfolio of of pencil drawings, sculptures, and other such artistic endeavors. Just saying. Just saying. That's all. I don't... I'm not pressing any sort of agenda here. <laughs> but, uh... But yeah, that's... It's it's interesting. I think the positive thing about it... Yeah, I could be skeptical, and I could be like, well, you guys said the Falcon Heavy was gonna fly in 2011, and it didn't fly until 2018. Um... And I think the same thing about the, the BFR. I, th I think as far as, like, all the articles about it and the press positivity i think it's good to get people excited about it uh, and particularly like normal people the normals as you will 
excited about, oh, like, it's not, you know, I mean, there's six humans in space orbiting right now. Uh, there's not much public excitement about that if you're not already kind of a diehard space dork like me. Uh, so to have this announcement, to have it be, oh, it's the SpaceX, the, the, the weird Tesla guy, Elon, is doing this to kind of have these visual renderings of the BFR rocket, which looks very sci-fi, is, uh, is interesting. Is very interesting. And I think a positive for the kind of interest in space. And, you know, hopefully a small percentage of the people who heard the news about this We'll look into, is anybody else in space right now? What are we currently doing in space? The International Space Station. Oh, you can watch it fly over your house. Etc, uh, etc. Et so, yeah, maybe that's a positive thing. But, uh, and, and I'll certainly keeping, be keeping an eye on it. Um, but, uh, you know, keeping my phone lines open. Listening for doorbells in case they need to fill, you know, one of those 12 seats. Just saying. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Indeed, and that—that that is how that cookie crumbled. So we'll have to—we'll have to check back in where we're at in what episode of Far Lands or Bust we're on when that rocket actually flies. Because didn't we—we we kind of like started Far Lands or Bust talking about the Falcon Heavy and ooh, that's—that's that's the rocket I want to go to Florida to see. Uh, and then it only recently just happened, and I didn't go see it because—because <laughs> I—it was—I uh, live as far away from it as I possibly can in the continental United States. In deeds. Look at this vast expanse of snow and ice. I'm kind of stalling here. I do have questions from donors to direct relief, but uh, I would like to build the elevated hidey hole for the night and then we'll start answering those in the morning. Let's do that. Make up some free... I, I don't... Do I need... I don't need. Let's... Let's help ourselves out here. Go fetch. Uh, elevated hidey-hole. Here we go. Whoops, that's not right. Uh, uh. Boink. And boink. And boink. <laughs> And awakeness. And answering questionsness. This one from Doc Gratis. Kurt, that's me. Have you ever donated to a political campaign or volunteered? Um, I don't remember. Probably yes to the donation part, but volunteered no. Although I would like to. I don't know if I would like to, but I it would be a capacity in which I could help. And mostly like to like help register people to vote. The old canvassing the electorate, as you will. But I'm super duper shy. I'm super duper introverted and awkward. So I don't know if I'll ever be able to overcome such things to uh to a degree where Talking to random strangers about voting, going door to door, will 
be on my horizon. Uh, but I've really never volunteered full stop, which I've mentioned many times before, before doing Far Lands or Busts for charity. Like, I never did, like, volunteer work or charity work or Habitat for Humanity or, you know, any sort of thing like that in the past. Not because I'm a bad person. I'm a bad person for different reasons, no. <laughs> but just because I, it's it's just not anything I ever grew up with or had uh, any guidance to or, or means, I guess, to, to, to know how to do that. So in doing and opening up this fundraiser in Far Lands or Bust was kind of my first, kind of my first foray into charitable giving, organizing, promoting, etc. So yeah, I'm still I'm still a wee a wee bab, despite having done this for seven years, that I, I haven't been personally involved with volunteering. Segway, uh, I was actually thinking about because this whole YouTube Twitch thing is getting pretty difficult. Are they? I note this earlier this year in the springtime. The the uh, the Forest Service was looking for firefighter. Are they volunteers or do they get paid? <laughs> I hope they get paid. Like that would be an interesting, dangerous. Yes, it's a very dangerous job. Um, I don't know what all is involved. Like I assume you're kind of gone for a long time and having a dog. Like Juno would make that hard to do so. They're usually seasonal employees. That's what I thought, because there was like a whole sign-up thing, and they're like, we need like this many hundred firefighters, and there really isn't experience required. I'm sure it helps, but there's like a big training that you go through. And given the fact that the planet is on fire, I feel like that's a potential like good thing to 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 do <laughs> and it's also yes i like being outdoors and and stuff like that but also like protecting the outdoors and people and the forests and things like that i feel like would be interesting and yeah, it's not all about like, ooh, I, it's entertaining. I'm doing this for the entertainment. Uh, but, you know, it would be a, a, um, in a good... I could I, I could see myself doing that is what I'm saying. And yeah, similarly, I've always thought like park ranger or, or sort of working with the parks department, not even the parks department, the forest service, whatever, uh, would be, an, would be a, a, a good job to have. I'm sure it doesn't pay well at all, obviously, um, but it would be satisfying. It would be satisfying to the soul, which is my new single out on iTunes next month. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much, Doc Gratis, for that question. Capybara Cosmonaut asks, Jam, jelly, preserves, marmalade, or Vegemite? Well, I don't even think Vegemite belongs in the same category. 
I've never had Vegemite, but that's not even like a fruit-based situation, is it? Or is it? It's like fruit byproduct. Um, I'm a big fan of preserves, and I do fancy a good orange marmalade. Jelly is too fake and sweet tasting. Uh, jam is kind of in a weird space between jelly and preserves, but if I do get anything for my toast, it will be like raspberry preserves. I was big on strawberry preserves for a while, but that got a bit too sweet for me. It's too sweet. You're just too sweet for me. And I, as a kid, I first tried orange marmalade when we read... Ah, oh, what was... what? what's the name? There's like a children's book series about like a bear and he eats orange marmalade. And I don't know what it is. There's a bear. And he gets into trouble. Was it Paddington? It's possible it was Paddington. But I remember like... It had to been like first or second grade when we read it or the teacher read it and then... We like, ooh, we learned all about it, and then we tried orange marmalade. And I'm like, dang, this stuff is good. So I like made my mom get it. So I I I will pick up a marmalade. I like it on I don't like it on toast toast, but it's good on English muffins, which uh due to the gluten freeness of my stomach has 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 not been something I've been able to enjoy in a while. Excuse me, Wolfie. Indeed. There are... Interestingly, did I mention this already? I might have just mentioned this on stream and not on Far Lines or Bust, but here in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle area, blackberry vines and bushes grow like weeds. Like, they're literally invasive. Like, people have to get them removed from their yards because they take over everything. But, like, at parks and, like, sideways and green belts and stuff like that. They're just growing and like I think they're becoming ripe about now and when I'm walking Juno I can just stop and pluck off a few blackberries and have have it have have some fresh fresh blackberries by the side of the road. It's it's interesting. <laughs> it's it's a weird thing here that I've never experienced anywhere else. At least I think they're blackberries. Hopefully I don't die. Uh, no, they are. I saw people also, like, just on the side of the road. These are, like, public parks and things. Like, with baskets and, like, collecting blackberries as if they're, like, harvesting in their garden. But it's just these wild blackberries that grew in a park, so they're collecting them because it doesn't belong to anybody. Very, very interesting. Um, and, yep, they're, they don't... Pick the squishy ones or the red ones. Yes, I know. The red ones are not ripe yet. You gotta get the black berries. <laughs> this is kind of what they're named after. Is their good color. So yeah. I can't... I Like, I'm not gonna collect a bunch. And Maybe that's what they do. Maybe they make jelly out of it. The, the Those crazies with the baskets. <laughs> um... But yeah, that I was I that I was kind of caught by surprise when I saw that, and I'm like, oh, those are the blackberries that I keep hearing about. And then I saw some and just grabbed them. Juno's uninterested in them. Juno's not a big fan of the fruits. She's always interested in what I'm making, and if I'm like 
cutting up an avocado or whatever, yeah, she'll have some avocado, but if it's a lime, no thanks. Or a strawberry, nope. Indeed. Look at all these wonderful questions we've gotten that have spurred alternate conversations. I'm pretty sure this one isn't going to, though. Commander Sealand asks... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Commander Sealand asks, How many states have you visited and which one was your favorite? Man, why are you asking this? You're gonna make me think about other places I want to live and I'm gonna have to move again? <laughs> um, how many states have I visited? This is tough, because I've like driven through states. I don't know if that counts or not. Um, I, let's let's count together. Obviously, I'm from Illinois. As a kid, we visited Iowa. Yes, when you grow up in Illinois, you sometimes take vacation to Iowa. Uh, went to South Dakota. I did Michigan and Wisconsin. I think we did Ohio because we did Cleveland. I'm not counting. Um, Florida, obviously, multiple times. Texas, New Mexico, Arizona. I both visited and lived. Uh, Colorado. California. Oregon. And Washington State. Pretty sure, like, I... I hmm. Well, yeah, I've, I've both driven through and visited California and Oregon. So how many is that? Who's counting? Not me! <laughs> and... a numbersness. I don't know, what is that, 10, 12? New York and New Jersey. New York and New Jersey when I was little. I have family out there. Um... So yeah, I've really hit the the four corners. Not not really the meaty center, except for Colorado. I don't know, what is that? 10? 12? 10 or 12, maybe? What was your favorite? Well, so many have different things that are good about them. I mean, obviously Arizona was a favorite for a while. I ended up moving there. I really, I really enjoyed Portland and Oregon. It's easy to get to the coast. That's kind of my problem. That's my problem uh, with uh, Seattle. Is it's a it's a West Coast city, air quotes, but it's nowhere near the coast. Like there's the Puget Sound coast. But it's not an oceanic coast. I think Portland and Oregon would be better for that. And I really like the Oregon coast. Very much so. Um, I think... Hmm. I've only been, like, Denver area. Colorado Springs area in Colorado, so I'm not sure how the rest of the state is. 
Ah, uh, I ca I like New Mexico too, honestly. Ooh, zombies. Ah, oh, it's a spawner! I see it! I gotta excavate it now. That's how you say that word in a normal human fashion. Wolfie? Hey, Wolfie. There he is. There we go. All right. Well, this one, we're just gonna be able to walk right into the... Oh, no, we're not. Hello, friends. How are you? What's up? Murder! Oh, don't get touched. Quickly now. Oh, this isn't this isn't working. <laughs> I'm trying to place a torch, but the block offset is making it difficult to do so on the actual spawner. All right, you know what? Uh oh, uh oh. Do we have enough time? Is this one a fully enclosed, airtight, and sealed spawner? You're dang right it is. These are rare. They're not supposed to be like this. There's not even an entrance. I had to break in. I don't even think they're supposed to spawn like this. Oh, spooky noises. <laughs> there must be a cave like right there. It just never fully came in. Ah. 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 Well, I guess we can get this half a heart back. When did I lose half a heart? I don't remember doing that. Yoink. We got three string and four feathers. I could make cookies, but then I'll have no room for anything else in my inventory, so I won't. Interesting. Very interesting. You know what I'm gonna do? Oop. I'm gonna reseal this up to be entombed for all of time. Never to be seen by the eyes of humans again. Except for that. That's that, my friends, is how you treat nature. Take only pictures, leave only footprints. <laughs> Tomb raided, yep. <laughs> Tomb raided. Oh boy. Well, that was neat. I don't know. I'm sure we've seen something like that before, but that's it's always unusual. I don't know what the actual programming rules for spawners and dungeons are, but I think they usually have to be like connected to something. Maybe the fact that those two blocks were actually visible and open to the air is counted or or not. I don't know. It is pretty high too on the ground. It was a above sea level. Love well, So yeah, I don't know what my favorite was. I don't know what my favorite was indeed. I would like to go to Alaska. Alaska is on my list. I would like... my mom recently moved to Colorado. I would like to go out there, but maybe drive, so I could like drive through... Everybody says Idaho is very nice. Montana. Maybe go a little south, check out Yellowstone. Never been there. Up, 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 up. Bloink. Whoa, careful, Wolfie. Don't get punched. Yoink. Thank you very much for that question, Commander Sealand. 
Dravir asks, during that amazingly normal episode that happened just recently that was completely normal, was there a second person in the room while the recording was happening? How was this person not laughing and thus audible? That was such a hilarious episode. Good job, Kurt and normal Kurt. Talk about episode 704, by the way, titled Strictly Normal. Uh, no, there was nobody else in the room. The The other person in the household went to pick up some gluten-free pizza because the person recording the episode only eats once a day <laughs> and uh, the other person's like, I need to eat food, but there's nothing to eat. So they went out and picked up some gluten-free pizza while the first person who was recording the episode would have the privacy to do such things without interrupting interruption because i've mentioned and this other person has mentioned before that it's difficult to like stream and also record anything like even if you got the door shut just knowing other people are in the house and could theoretically hear you like puts you on edge even though you're recording for people watching on stream or uh, in, in video it's just it's like a weird psychological kind of back-of-the-mind thing. Like, yeah, I couldn't see ever doing this living at home <laughs> or, or, or like, uh, even, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I think I'm, I think I'm too old to have roommates anymore, but like, if I had a roommate or something, it'd be like, don't bother me, don't look at me while I'm recording, <laughs> don't, Put on headphones. It's very self-conscious. I think that says more about my personality than it does about like content creators as a whole. As a whole. But yeah, no, there was there there was there was complete. I almost said piracy. <laughs> there was complete privacy. Wolfie, honestly, now I gotta feed you one of these things. Hey, nerd, nerd, you nerd! Dang it. <laughs> Oi. Yeah, you. Yeah, dingus. Room Viking asks, what's your favorite smell? <laughs> um, also difficult. Raspberry, freshly picked raspberry, blackberries. I'm sorry, not raspberries, blackberries off of bush bushes in on the side of the highway. Um, I think smells got pretty ruined for me when I worked at a Yankee Candle, which <laughs> was one of my retail jobs, because that you came home with a thick veneer of scented candle. Uh, I like I like the smell of the woods, like redwoods, cedar, and whatnot. Which hiking recently had had that that vibe a few times. Um, I'm trying to think if there's like a food or something. Mm. 
oh man, there was, but I forgot what it was. There was like a, ooh, that smells really good sort of thing that was being made at some point, but I forgot. Dang. There was, like, I distinctly remember, like, either making something or being somewhere where somebody was making something and distinctly verbalizing the fact that it smelled very, very good. And now I can't remember. It was like a pastry or a meat or something. Hmm. Dang. But yeah, I don't, I don't, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't like wear cologne or anything either. I do have my, uh, my beard shampoo, which is, uh, like a, another woodsy cedar pine needle sort of situation. <laughs> very, very, uh, very lumberjacky, right? Who's Jackie? <laughs> and why does she like lumber so much? Um, but yeah, thank you very much, Room Viking, for that quick little end of the episode question here. Let's see if I can't get Wolfie to sit down. Yeah, you. Whoop, there we go. Well done. Build the end of the episode hidey hole here and remind everybody to keep going to farlandserbus.com, much like Room Viking did, and Commander Sealand, and Dravir, and Capybara, and Doc Gratis and donate to Direct Relief. And when you do, you can ask a question, and I will uh, I will use it to spur conversation in a future episode of Far Lands or Bust. That seems like a problem. There we go. Problem solved. See ya. <laughs> Boink. Let's see, let's make the uh, next episode beds. And thank everybody for watching, and everybody uh, watching here. Ooh. Oh God, I fell! <laughs> That's going to be amazing.